I'm Tali Anderson. Welcome to Champions of the Pacific, home turf for the Pacifica athlete. Come the Modi, I'm Korovaka Uta. Today, find out how two Pacific Olympians are coping with the pandemic as they prepare for Tokyo. A local football tournament brings Wellington's Fiji community together. And hear from an American Samoa-born rugby player who used to call NFL legend Tom Brady a teammate. The build-up to the Tokyo Olympics has been blighted by the COVID-19 pandemic and a subsequent postponement of the event to this year. The lack of clarity over the format and timing of the Games has led to some uncertain times for athletes such as Cook Island's canoe slalomist Jane Nicholas and Samoan sprint kayaker Tuva'a Clifton. They join us in the studio. Guys, what will it mean to represent the Pacific on the world stage? It means everything. It's like so cool to um, see all my Samoan family like really get behind me and support me through my journey. And also it's good to help put the um, Samoa out there on the world stage. Yeah, I see it as an honour really to be able to represent the Cook Islands growing up in New Zealand but with a strong Cook Island heritage. Very proud to represent the Cook Islands. I think there's something special to be representing a smaller nation. Like whenever I'm back there, you know, people will stop you in the street and congratulate you and they're so proud and always following your journey and that's um, something really special to have like that nation behind you as well. Something else you guys have in common is, is just that the sporting genes, if you like. I guess I'll, I'll start with you, Jane. You'll be, I think it's the third Nicholas sibling to compete at the Olympics. I mean, does that make it easier or harder for you? I definitely see it more as a support base. Uh, so both my siblings, sorry, have been to the Olympics before, are older than me. So when I was younger and getting into slalom, I had their support. So we would all go training together before school, go to school. And then my brother, because he's the oldest with the licence, would <laughs> pick us up and take us over to Rotorua to go training and uh, having all of their experiences definitely uh, helped me get to where I am today. I was lucky enough to go and watch them both at Rio. I was able to be really involved like in the village and uh, at the venues and got to see a lot more than you would just kind of going as a non-family member supporter, <laughs> uh, which was an incredible experience for me and just really kind of helped cement my goals around what I wanted to do. Yeah, what a talented whanau, eh? Um, well, Tuva'a, you're the same, really. You've got um, a couple of sisters, I understand, do excel in, in water sports as well. Does that push you too? How, do, how does it work for you? Yeah, i got got um, two younger sisters who both do kayaking, same as me. And because um, we all live together still at home, we're always hopping in the same car, going to training together, which is really cool, even though I'm... 23, almost 24, it's really cool. And that sort of family environment around training. And we always discuss about different paddling aspects and how we can improve our technique and what we're doing. The older sister, she's actually in the um, national New Zealand team. So it's kind of interesting to have an insight of what New Zealand guys are doing versus what I'm doing. And yeah, I can kind of like compare myself. Good to um, hang out with them still every single day. It can be annoying sometimes, <laughs> but it's cool. We've had a real crazy year with COVID. The Olympics were postponed. How has COVID-19 affected your preparation? Well, when uh, COVID started kicking off in New Zealand, I was training as a full-time athlete. So I think I was on about seven months off work. And that time I qualified for the Games at the World Champs and then I was training full-time towards that living up here in Auckland. Uh, And then when COVID came through and our first big lockdown I went back home to my family in Tauranga. And when the games got uh, postponed, I decided to go back to work at Tauranga Hospital, where I've just left again to be a full-time athlete again. So it was certainly not my plan. What about for you, Tava? 
Yeah, COVID was a, a little bit annoying, but I think it might have helped me. I kind of only just decided to go to the games in sort of late 2019, so had to get all my uh, passports sorted and things like that. Just as COVID was kicking off, actually, I had a, um, a sort of regional Oceania champs qualifier in February of 2020, where I would um, that's where I would get my place to go to the Olympics. So that was over in Australia, and COVID was kind of just kicking off there. And then pretty well, as soon as I got back, the lockdowns happened. Just a lot of training at home, which was boring at times, but, you know, we got through there, had a little home gym set up. Handy having my sisters there because we could all kind of train together. In the end, I think maybe COVID was probably quite good for me because I feel like each year I improve. So a delay in the Olympics means I could actually train an extra year to try and get better and better. I'm trying to remain very positive when I think about whether it's going ahead or not. Now, at this point, I think there'll definitely be a race. Like there will be a competition that's called the Olympics. It's just, you know, it's probably not going to look like what we imagine the Olympics to be like. It'll be quite different. It'll be a lot more isolated and probably, you know, just socialising within your own sport. Quite a different scenario in the village and in Japan. But in saying that, it'll also be a very unique experience you know there's only going to be this group of athletes that experience this COVID games well we hope just this COVID games so yeah just remaining positive training as if it is going ahead work's going to be there for the rest of my life and I'm only going to be an athlete for kind of this time of my life. I've been maybe slightly comparing this year's Olympics could be like a little bit maybe like prison. (laughs) (laughs) So positive. (laughs) Let's do it. A little bit like prison because they've been like giving us some information of how it might play out. It'll be pretty well you stay in the village um, the whole time and then they just truck you to your venue and then you come straight back to the village. You're not allowed to go out and explore Tokyo or anything. But that's fine because, you know, we're, we're there to do a job, represent our country, so I don't mind that too much. I can I can be in a prison for two weeks, even if it's an Olympic prison, that's all right. Or four weeks. <laughs> However long we're meant to be there for. <laughs> we want to finish with some optimism. <laughs> so when, when this event happens, what will be the goal for you guys? What would make it a successful Games for you? My My goal is to make it out of the heats. I've been looking at sort of the times that um, people at the Olympics are doing and the times that I'm doing at the moment. Me and my coach have been saying we're we're tracking sort of that um, times to be able to make it out of the heats. If I can make it out of the heats, I'll be the happiest guy ever. My goal, it's sort of like making it out of the heats. So ours goes from heats to finals day, really. So I'm trying to make it to that it's a bit tricky for us. We don't have sort of times that we can compare to because every river's different, every race course is different. But you're doing everything you can do now so that on the day you can just put down the best performance. Pacifica paddlers Jane Nicholas and Tulva'a Clifton. What a fun couple of athletes. All the best to the duo as they head to Tokyo this year. Now, football isn't the first thing people think of when you mention Fiji sports. Fiji's a rugby-mad nation that's tasted international success at the Olympics and the World Seven Series. But within the Pacific, Fiji's also highly competitive at football. In fact, there are tournaments hosted by Fijian communities across the country each year. RNZ Pacific's Koroi Hawkins attended one such event in Wellington and found out it was about more than just football. I'm here at the Fijian Battle of the Giants football tournament waiting for the final between Nandronga and uh, Lautoka. 
but this isn't Churchill Park. It's not Albert Park in Suva. Um, it's actually uh, Alex Moore Park in Johnsonville in New Zealand. Uh, I'm standing here with the president of the Fiji Football Association, Wellington, New Zealand. Um, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you. And what, what's the thinking behind having, having this kind of an event? Uh, the main purpose of having this tournament is just to get our Fijian community and all other New, Zealand, New Zealanders get together and uh, enjoy the weather, enjoy Wellington. As I was uh, speaking with Sanjish Lalu, the president of the New Zealand Fiji Football Association, Wellington there, uh, they have the Battle of the Giants tournament in March, which is what we're looking at right now in terms of the final with Nandronga and Lautoka. And they have in October a IDC or Inter-District Championship. And, and both tournaments are named after the main tournaments that are taking place in Fiji throughout the year. And uh, a lot of the players are on display. Uh, most of them have played in clubs in Fiji themselves, moved out to New Zealand, and just kept the, the community football spirit going. Hey, I'm Kunal Nand and I play for Suva Wellington. A lot of um, family, a lot of uh, uh, cultural ties in this tournament, uh, uh, your links to Suva, what are your links? I'm born in Suva, born bred, um, played um, youth back home for Suva, so kind of like it hasn't been lost in New Zealand because the play for here kind of makes you feel like you're carrying it on. A lot of tension in the crowd. So, some, some supporters more vocal than others. Some of the teams that have passed through the um, uh, uh, group stage is also here to witness. My name is Valavia Sheikh. Uh, I'm one of the president's, uh, Nandronga president's uh, wife. And we are here to support uh, the, the boys playing for our Nandronga team. And the backbones of our teams are like the ladies, because we are always here to help our husbands in the tournament. So the preparation, in the cooking, and most of all, it's like we bring people together, like, uh, and then we get a lot of support, and we get to meet our, all our Fijian friends, Fijian families from Fiji, and it, I mean, community-wise, like, it's just like everybody's there, working together and helping. That's it, Lautoka have won the Battle of the Giants tournament. Four goals to two. How much does this mean, Don? Uh, this is our first win. Can't control my emotions, though. Always wanted to win for Lautoka. Uh, this is the first win for us. Coming out of the Battle of the Giants tournament, the two finalists, champions Lautoka FC Wellington and Nandronga FC Wellington have been invited by the Auckland community to attend the Inter-District Championship later this year. The Fiji Football Association in Auckland is the largest in New Zealand, but all across the country there are Fiji Football Associations organising tournaments throughout the year, bringing communities, bringing families together around the beautiful game. That's Kuroi Hawkins giving a taste of Fiji's football community. And just another example of sport bringing communities together. Love to see. From a Pacific football community to someone who has been around the professional American football scene. Joey Yosefa played football for the University of Hawaii and was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2015 before ending up at the New England Patriots. But his sporting journey has now taken him into a completely different sport, 
The American Samoa-born Yosefa is now playing for the Seattle Seawolves in America's professional rugby union competition. Our producer Vinnie Wiley asked him about where it all started. I was blessed enough to get a, a scholarship to come off island and pursue my education at the University of Hawaii. And then uh, kind of hold back on rugby back then. I played a couple uh, rugby club in Hawaii just to uh, the love of the game. But most of the time I was um, all in uh, football. And that dream of, of course, making it in football, making it to the NFL, did, did it always feel possible to you? I wanted to get my education done. I used to, I wanted to use the opportunity to finish my degree. The percentage and the chance of making it when, you know, when I was in college, you know, I work extra hard um, every day on the field and off the field in the um, classroom as well. So, and they really paid off. And how was that experience for you? When I first uh, got to Temple Bay and it's a whole uh, another level of class professionalism and then the way you do things is it's it's a different learning curve and then got into Foxborough in the New England it was just a high class organization that's uh, learns a lot of, about rugby not only that but as a self-challenging and then the work ethic it was a big thing did you get to rub shoulders with the Tom Brady's of this world at all <laughs> yeah it's crazy because I uh, grew up, I was a big Tom Brady, uh, Patriots fan, and then able to get there in real person. And then my first day there, I got in at 5.30 in the morning because we have meetings. So I got get I like to get there early, get myself warm up before training anything. And then the first person that greeted me when I was there was Tom Brady. Thing it just came up and, and tapped my shoulder and, and said my name and, and say, hey, it's nice to have you here. I look forward to uh, work with you. And it was nothing but just the... Uh, shocked i was just like everything was just shocked like that's how um he's on top of everything i really really learned a lot from him as well too and of course you'd love to have that same success that he's had but with the seattle seawolves i mean you guys are a, a phenomenal team already what is it one or two times defending champions i know covid put a bit of a hitch into 2020 but um you know you guys have had some great success in the mlr you know first year coming in here that was the second time they won championship i like the culture is just um, skyrocket. Like the guys, the bonding, and, and um, the way they they treat the team. We have a good, great leaders, and then I think that was the biggest thing was the team chemistry. That was the thing I was shocked about here. Like there's a lot of people from different places, but the way that we get along here is just you know feel like we we've been together for so long. But it was only two, three years. A lot of new faces every year, but it's just a uh, building a team chemistry early in the year. And then those are the guys that, you know, you go to war with. Everybody trusts every, each one to get the job done. And then those are the stuff that really comes on big. And what's it like to be somebody from American Samoa living in the United States, be part of that rugby crowd now, trying to, to get a voice in such a big sporting landscape? Growing up in the island, we didn't have much, like I said before. And then there were only two ways for you to uh, to get a, a future or um extend education it's either you get a scholarship or you turn the midterm seeing it and, and going through with the rugby now it's just i feel like there's another option see a lot of uh, friends see a lot of people they use rugby as another source to help for um education as well and then and i feel like open up this uh develop the rugby in u.s and then the way it growing i feel like it's going to be another great uh, opportunity for a lot of um, athletes, because I'm a really um, fan of, of football, you know, not not much going to make a scholarship, but there's still athletes that's left behind. 
those are the players, like, I feel like fire the chance and then go back. You know, I'll feel like develop rugby, make it uh, high school sports, I should say. They're starting recruiting from college and, and stuff. So I feel like there's another opportunities for the kids back in American Samoa to um, further their education to me. Like, it's a great opportunities. Seattle Seawolves' Joey Yosefa. Yeah, well, I'm multi-talented as well at, at uh, athletics. I can walk to the fridge and run to the fridge. If you want to hear more from Champions of the Pacific, you can find us online at rnz.co.nz and click on the Pacific tab. Or we broadcast into the region on RNZ Pacific and RNZ National. Or you can download us from Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. But be sure to tune in next week when we chat to an athlete paving the way for Pacific women in the world of professional football. Until then, mau me a. Ka kite.